My name's Evan. I'm Scott. Welcome <laughs> to the Unblessed Podcast. I get to do it this time. There we go. <laughs> There's a new king in town. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> What's on the docket today, Evan? Well, yeah, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. Uh, my name is Evan. This is Scott, like we said, like six times Four now. Four times already. <laughs> God. Um, and we are... You know, two four chair stacking youth group boys. Four chairs? You could only do four. Um, I remember I could do six back in the day. Could you do six? I, I could do. I could do six. Yeah. I could do six every now and then. I'd do five. Three I'd do, and two. I, I, three and two, or four and one, which is oh. five all in one. Wow. Yeah. What a grip. I know. I've I I've got the I've got the uh, grip of irresistible grace. Oh man, we there was a lot of chair stacking though. Like they, yeah. they don't tell you that when you sign up for for youth group or for church service. That, I mean, they I guess they do at some point. But do you think like the youth group? Do you think our parents met with the youth group leader, or youth group minister, and like that there was a draft and it was like, all right, well, how much, how many chairs can Scott lift? He's at four. <laughs> he's he's working up to six though. He's gonna be a good snacker by the end of the season. All right, all right. Well, we'll we'll send him over to we'll send him over to North Baptist. That'll be. He can do kids church next week. They do the light chairs. We'll do some JV, and then maybe he can go up to the big leagues over here in MYF. <laughs> Did you have to ever do like the big? This might be a, a specific to my church, but we had the huge like um, vinyl mats to cover the church gym. We had a a basketball no. court. And we would do no. Sunday, you know, like dinners and stuff in there for everybody. And we had these like big, heavy, like, you know, vinyl kind of mats that we would roll and cover the gym floor. So people would, you know, not get their slop on the ground. But that was also a workout that would take like an hour to set up. We just had a lot of folding chairs. Our youth group space kind of bounced around all the time. Mm. Like we didn't have a set youth group space until we just... I'm so sorry. We had like a little annex that was the like original church. And then they built the actual church. And then they're like, the annex will be for like potlucks. And then like, <laughs> we were kind of like, can we use it? Since was no this different than a it? fellowship hall or was the annex the fellowship hall? Did you have a fellowship hall? We didn't really have a fellowship hall. Like, I, I think that one would have been, we had a fellowship hall. It was yeah. in the basement of the church, um, yep. and were, had like no windows. Um, it was pretty dark, and it was also kind of like crammed together. And so, whenever they would need to do any sort of like eating or anything, like they would use the annex uh, instead because it was a lot more roomy. There was some space outside. Dang, yeah, we had the fellowship hall, the youth group area. We, I mean, we were like '80s church, like you talk, you know, like activities church. It was. Hopping. Now, I did go to a church like that for a while. I went to a Methodist church that is a very similar vibe. They had a carpeted gym, though. Oh. Yeah. That's not quite as elite as our wood floor gym over here. <laughs> wood floor. <laughs> your vinyl mat. Pardon me. Pardon me. I don't like to <laughs> vacuum my gym floor like you plebeians. Yeah. Gosh. Hide your money, y'all. The poor people are here. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, my name is Evan. This is Scott. We uh, are two former like seminarians, church declarians, worship leaders. I mean, worship lecarians, Bible study leaders. Yeah, what have you? Kind of on this side of uh, the veil. Now we're just we use the Unblessed podcast as a way to uh, talk about some of the weirder stories in the Bible, the funnier yeah. stories in the Bible, and then share a little bit about uh, our own past experiences as well. So we'll start out with maybe like a quirky story, quirky fun fact about like our past, and then we'll dive right into uh, the subject of today, which today is a story that gets passed over. I love this story. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at that, and you'll just have to listen to figure out what it is. Yeah. Tune in soon. Yeah. Tune, tune, stay tuned for like 10 more minutes. Um, <laughs> just grit through this next 10 minutes with no. us. <laughs> or just skip. Who, who cares? Yeah. But Scott, I, I, was, I was thinking in the shower. Pontificating. About us. Um, and Jeez. Uh, <laughs> that one almost flew right by me. <laughs> I know. I was like, is he going to catch this one? <laughs> This is an infield fly. <laughs> what were you thinking about, Evan? Keep it G-rated. It's going to be God-rated. What is the most awkward experience you've ever had at an altar call? For those of you maybe not really that familiar, an altar yeah. call uh, during a worship service, you have music, you have a sermon. Typically after the sermon, you have kind of like a, a post, like a, a, a section that has music and an invitation to action. So either to accept Jesus as your and Savior or to, like, donate to some sort of a cause that's, like, super Christian um, or both. Um, <laughs> yeah, many times both. <laughs> many times both. So what we're talking about is, an, is that portion of it. And it's always mm. heavy synth pad, heavy, um, or, yeah. or just, like, light guitar, you know? Yeah. Um, most awkward time, most awkward moment. I can't think of me personally mm -hmm. but the first thing that comes to mind is our church would do one every week it was built into like this the like the sunday like service every it was always at the end there'd be some form of like and if you want to accept you know christ today you come up front and they would always play like one of three songs there's always like something on piano um but anyway my favorite part of that that i remember was he would ask people like to raise their hand if they did accept Christ. So he would go, all right, everyone like bow your head and close your eyes. I'm going to pray this prayer of faith. And he would pray. And then he would say, and if you believe in, if you, if you made that prayer this morning, you made that commitment, go ahead and raise your hand right in your seat. And he, every Sunday he would go like, thank you. And all the way in the back there, I see you. Thank you. Ma'am and here in the front row, I see you. Thank you. And I remember as a kid, I would I would open my eyes because I'd be so curious, and there'd be no hands up, zero hands, and it was like a magic trick. It was like, where I I honestly thought for years that I just missed the people. I was like, man, people are getting saved every week. And then I realized as I was getting older, like, oh, he's just trying to like you know prime the engine a little bit, see if someone's gonna yeah. raise their hands. But that was almost every Sunday. It'd be like a thank you, sir, in the back. I appreciate that. Yep, thank, thank yep. you. That was our altar call. A very Southern Baptist experience. What about you, Evan? What was there ever anybody in the back who was just kind of like me, me, <laughs> <laughs> me, generic who, who, guy in the back, who, who, me. <laughs> so my most awkward moment came. I was at a concert. I was at a 
uh, concert in Auburn, Alabama. Um, and they had an invitation afterwards. Yep. To who was the concert? Do you remember? It was down here. Um, they were kind of a. Oh, down here was the band. Yeah, down here was the band. Do you know who Mark Martell is? It's not ringing a bell. It was his Christian band back okay. when he was a lot, a lot more into Christian music. Um, and they would travel around and they would do stuff with Compassion International, yep. which was a, mm-hmm. it was the like adopt a kid kind of thing. Like you send seventeen dollars a month to a kid. Just the price of your average cup of coffee. Your yeah. daily cup of coffee. <laughs> For a cup of coffee, yeah. It was always advertised in odd ways. Uh, I was at one of those. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. yep. And let me say before <laughs> I go further, yeah. this paints me as a bit of a piece of shit. For like a hot second. Go ahead, Evan. Say it. <laughs> then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain what happened in my brain. So... They go, if you feel so led, if you feel so led by the spirit, come up here. We've got, you know, folders with kids' names on them for you to pick up and take home. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I went up and I took one. I got there. And then we sang two more songs. And I stood there and I was like, I did this without talking to my parents. (laughs) And I felt really guilty because I was like, I'm just... I just adopted somebody. Yeah, I just adopted. <laughs> I just picked this thing up. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, it's my parents' responsibility because I'm not paying it. I'm a high schooler. Yeah. You know? You just gave them an extra bill for the month. You're like, here's another 20 bucks. And so we're going to leave. Oh, no, Evan. You did. I... Evan. I walk up to the Compassion International table and they're like, hi, how can I help you? And I'm like, I need to give this back. No. Now, it would be fine if the lady who I was handing this to was just some like white girl from Southern Alabama. Sure. Oh, the no. girl I happened to be handing this to was Uh-oh. Some, someone of African descent. Oh, no. With an accent that was not British. Oh no! And they were just like, "What?" And I was like, in my brain, I was just like, "There's no doubt in my mind that that this person like has been was like sincerely impacted by oh. this cause in one way or Evan, another." How could you? And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I don't." And she was like, "Is it an issue of money?" And I went, "No." And I like handed it to her and walked out the door. You were probably like, well, God said yes in my heart, but then I thought about my, my parents said no. So <laughs> it was the ultimate, like, my mom said I can't. Oh. And my mom was nowhere near the scenario. Like, I think I talked to her later. She was like, well, it would have been fine. I was like, I know, but I feel. And then I like pulled up their website and they were like, adopt a kid here. So I didn't feel that bad that you could like literally go on their website and. But altar calls like that are nothing but uh, kind of grabbing people by the emotions and kind of pigeonhole them into a decision. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's all emotional theater. It's all making you feel a certain way because music does that. And, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of music and that. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, yeah. 
Speaking of just that. <laughs> speaking of just that. Let's talk let, about Acts chapter 5, huh? Yeah, let's, speaking of Acts, let's talk about Acts 5. <laughs> speaking of being a teenager, here we go. <laughs> speaking of being a teenager, let's talk about Acts oh chapter God. 5. Boo. <laughs> Boo this man. I'm very excited about this. Uh, yeah. This is one of the most interesting New Testament stories that I can oh. think of. And we're not talking about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so starting in chapter 5, verse 1, we're going to be talking about Ananias and Sapphira. Now, during this time, the church is very young. They're very nomadic. Right beforehand, you get a story about Barnabas who just, like, sold all of his property and everybody, like, thought he was great for doing it. And, never, and it's a very, like... Um, socialist time in. Um... <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it is. Everybody's sharing everything. Nobody's nobody needs anything. Like no you're, big you're... tech. No, yeah, <laughs> no big pharma, no Lifeway. Like nothing's getting in the way of anybody. <laughs> it's it's very true. Uh, I think just to really paint the picture too this is post crucifixion and resurrection so yeah. just to really uh emphasize that point but let's let's just dive in it's it's only 11 verses starting in verse one but a man named ananias with his wife sapphira sold a piece of property and with his wife's knowledge he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles feet but peter said ananias why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? When it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Mm. Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. And when Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last and great fear came upon all who heard of it. Okay, pause just right there, because that was a lot. Pause it, baby. Holy cow. So really to sum that up, you got a couple. They sell their property, their land, apparently. They sell the boat. They sell the lake house. <laughs> they sell the lake house. And, you know, for even a cool 50, you know, thousand shekels or, you know, whatever. Benari. <laughs> silver pieces and they it just says they they keep part of the proceeds which yeah. i find very interesting that then peter claps back and says why has satan filled your heart to lie to the holy spirit like dang lisa gave some to the church right like he could have just sold it and maybe only gave 10 percent, but apparently you have to give the whole thing to the church at this point right so the whole concept of tithing is only selling a portion. Yeah. Or only, like, uh, giving a portion. And here, like, Peter's bringing the hammer down. Maybe there was some budget tightness, and they were, like, <laughs> really counting on Ananias and Sapphira's whole lake house deal. They, they knew needed they that new Christian that. life center, you know, with the they wood did. gym. They, <laughs> the, <laughs> the wood floors. As soon as he hears this rebuke from Peter... He falls down and he dies. Just He's literally right dead. Just dead, right on the spot. Was, was like, I heard all I can hear. <laughs> dead. All right, so 
he dies. What happens next? The young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. <laughs> not a very, uh, not a lot of activities after church that day. Yeah, just. <laughs> hey, do you think there was like one, one like a uh, youth group leader or something like that, and was or that's just like we need four young strapping boys with yeah. some good muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I know you just got done stacking chairs, but uh, now I need to dig a big hole. <laughs> I know you just got. I know you just moved all that sound equipment. Oh my gosh! So, all right. So the young men, the young men of the church, rise up, wrap him up, and carry him out and bury him. Yep. Then, after an interval of about three hours, <laughs> his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. I love that. Like it's specific down to the th- I know. three hour mark. Like I, I, so I remember reading and studying this story, uh, you know, years ago, and. I honestly forgot that it was so specific in that point. Cause in my brain, in my brain, I thought like, Oh, maybe it's a coincidence that there was just a couple that happened to die in the same day. And like, this is just the way they sort of describe it. But someone was clearly very, had a very good memory that day and remembered, no, there was a three hour gap between that one guy dying and his wife dying. <laughs> like, like they went out and had a slow lunch. <laughs> I went to Doobie's over on 4th and 2nd. <laughs> yeah. McDougal's really had some poor service that day. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get back till like, shadow past a hair. Just a half past the birdbath shadow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so three hours pass, and then the wife comes in and is just like, hey, where's Ananias? Have y'all seen him? <laughs> we got to close on that lake house. And Peter said to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, how is it that you agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? This is why this whole conversation is dumb to me. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll buy it if you're like, well, Ananias and Sapphira lied and said they sold it for more than they actually did. Yeah. If that's what the text said, sure. And that's what the text said. But we have the most nonsensical conversation between yeah. two people in this book where Peter's like, this is literally the person who heard this story forgot what the amount was. Yeah. <laughs> they forgot too. Uh, we forgot how much they actually sold anyway. So Peter asked her to, you know, ask her if he sold it for, you know, such and such. And she said, yeah, for. For such and such, and that was. An- <laughs> they remember three hours exactly when they died, but they can't remember how much the charitable gift was. They can't remember the six-digit shackle number. <laughs> oh my God! And Peter said, to her, "How is it that you have agreed to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out." <sighs> Jeez, that was a rough burial process. Oh no, another one. <laughs> They just finished their lemonade cups. Oh, my God. They just got their swigs of Gatorade down. Yeah. Like, whew, can't wait to go play volleyball. After the church picnic. Oh, no, another death. Oh, no. Boy. That is an ice-cold line, though. That's a, that's one of the that coldest a... verses in the Bible, though. Damn, like, that is like a freaking Tony Soprano over here. The feet of those who buried your husband at the, are at the door. They're going to carry you out. They're going to carry you out. 
Mm. Do you think I think it would be a lot cooler if um we got another verse in here. If it was like but Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? And Ananias uh said some or Sapphira said something like, I don't have to listen to this. I'm leaving. I'm on my way out the door. And Peter goes, No need. <laughs> the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door and they're gonna carry you out too. I love the soprano oh. version of the New Testament. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, just the mob version of Peter. Immediately, she fell down at his feet and breathed to last. When the young man came in, I, I love this picture kind of. It's like when the young man came in and found, when the young man came in, they found her dead and were just kind of like, ah, crap. God. <laughs> and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. That's nice. And, <laughs> Great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. I think that's like why this story is in circulation is Ananias and Sapphira, they both died. And remember how they. Remember how we buried them in a matter of three hours, those two people? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, I hate saying the word like propaganda, but I think for the early church, they're really trying to set it up in a way to where they can be a formidable and reputable religion and belief system. And the way it's surviving so far is by people's charity and by people's giving of their, you know, their monies and their goods and, and sharing that with the rest. So I, I heard it said that, you know, I remember when I was like studying this, that like, Oh, well, like the early church had to really, uh, be wary of people being selfish because it, it, the church was so in its you know infancy state that they had to make sure that it was really taking the right steps in the direct, right direction. This is one I've always just rubbed me the wrong way because we were always taught that you know God took out his wrath and his anger on the cross. And this is a verse post-cross and post-resurrection. And people are afraid that God's going to strike him down at any moment, pretty much. Like if you don't give enough, you're, you're going to be toast. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just, a, it's honestly kind of a, a frightening depiction because this is the new Testament God and what the church currently claims to attribute to a loving and gracious God. And he's striking his own church. And I think that's another distinction too, is that these people were considered at least before all this, part of the church so yeah members of the church that got struck down by god or depending yeah. on how you hear the story peter yeah and i've heard some in, try to interpret this of like well the, you know maybe they had heart attacks and this is just the way they sort of presented it like well will god sort of punish them for this act but gosh darn it it's not really presented like they just had heart attacks and died of natural causes like it's pretty clear that they were rebuked and Killed right on site. <laughs> like, Bible murder. <laughs> Bible murder. <laughs> I find this story interesting because verse 11, you know, talks about great fear coming upon the whole church and upon all who heard these things. So it, I kind of hate saying it, but it feels like propaganda for the church. And yeah. Having to start out and the church is in its infancy stage. It's, it's nerve wracking, I think, for modern day Christians because it, it kind of presents this case of God can show his wrath at any point. And yeah. 
you don't know when he could strike down. And and to be perfectly honest, this doesn't seem like that bad of a thing to do. And that's what oh. I think is really unsettling because there could be some other horrible things like they done. Like they could have murdered their children or I don't know, like stole from another family or something, but it's like they sold their own property and then they just kept a little bit of sugar on top for themselves. And that's what causes a death penalty. Like goodness, like that's, that's a heavy sentence for just keeping some of the proceeds. To I mean, how many of your, how many of your big donors in churches yeah. Cash big donations because they sold something and kept part of it. Like, you know, I sold some yeah. real estate land. I'm keeping a little bit of it to, you know, put my kid through college, but like also I'm yeah, letting the rest of it go to the church. Like that would be in this moment a like that would be in this time period an Ananias and Sapphira type of offense. It's it's wild because you'll hear these conversations, you'll hear these sermons from these pastors about um, the early church and how we need to get back to the early church and stuff like that. Yeah. And the early church is very much a, I mean, I joked about it before, but it's a very, it's a very nomadic society. It's not, yeah. and very much an anti. <laughs> budgeting <laughs> oh yeah i mean there's not yeah. like let's have an annual budget for activities i mean it was like we need to yeah. survive together and share and we i mean there was cases where some people some people worked and they would give those proceeds to the rest of the group you know people would farm and give their you know crops to one another but you made a good point about a lot of pastors nowadays are wanting to get back to early church culture church you know uh yeah. values and this is scary to think about that like so what you're saying is early church that if you don't give everything you have to the church you deserve the death penalty and that, i think that's what kind of roast me the wrong way and some people say like well like i just follow the bible for my value system and then like this is one of those stories where it's like well what do you do with this is this this is, I mean, a judgment call right from the top, right from the upstairs yep. booth, you know, like <laughs> can't be any more clear that what's supposed to be happening here. Like if you don't give, you get, you get punished. So this is Peter closes the flip phone and goes, got it, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't give all the proceeds from the boat sale. You got it, boss. You got it, boss. <laughs> I'll use my Marvel supervillain power. Killing couples. <laughs> Killing couples with with things I say. And having young men available to bury them within within half a day. Do you think that they actually, that Peter actually just kept talking? Because when I was a kid, when my dad, when me and my brother did something wrong, my dad would talk at us for like an hour about how bad it was to the point where like our eyes would glaze over. Yeah. Because we would just get, we were teenagers. Get a real had, lecture. Mm -hmm. We would have the attention span of like a gnat. And he'd be like, and first off, and second <laughs> off, A, B. Do you think that a similar situation happened here where they literally died of boredom of Peter just being like, this is what you did wrong. <laughs> you got this all wrapped up in the money market. You should have pulled it out sooner. <laughs> Yeah, opened up a Roth IRA. And Ananias is like, where's my husband? <laughs> I feel bad for Sapphira because Sapphira, sorry. she could have been told the amount that it was sold for. Because he doesn't really say, like, you know, verse like nine, he says, tell tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she goes, 
yeah, so much. She could have just been like, yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe around ballpark. Maybe she was just ballparking it, you know? Like, yeah, I think it was like 50K. Could have been 55. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a woman in Bible times. (laughs) 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 It's not like, like, what, what, what are you asking me for? Like, (laughs) a woman in Bible times. But also, kind, like, It's not like she's the financial advisor of this household. She's not making uh, those decisions. It's a very patriarchal society. You already already got the weed out of the garden. All right, everyone out there, let's cancel Evan. Here we go. Cancel culture. Get him. Get Evan. It's true. Like, at this point, I mean, not many verses later, we have the church instructing that women shouldn't even speak in church. So it's almost like a Simon Says situation where he's like, how would you sell it for? And she was like, oh, I'm not supposed to speak. And he's like, ah, you got me. All right. It's right. Ah. Be, be quiet. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Go back to the women's part of the church. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Different time. It is interesting that they gave her the exact same punishment. That is a really good point, though. I mean, it's just this is a weird story. And it really is. I mean, we'll we'll keep diving into other New Testament stories, but there's really not a whole lot of other quick punishments like this. I mean, there's some other small cases of people not being in good, you know, graces or, you know, having some form of like a punishment, but these people get dropped dead on the spot. I mean, this is and and then just it just moves on. Then it goes to the miracles and wonders of the New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, anyway. anyway. <laughs> Yeah, just a bonkers verse. Do you have anything else, Evan, to add about Ananias and Sapphira? Any last words before we carry you out? <laughs> you are right. The next verse is now many signs and wonders were regularly <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah, not getting it. Among just the people by on. the hands of the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico. Yeah, they're just hanging out. They're taking yeah. care of the sick and, you know, doing some miracles and all that jazz. Like, they just kind of like, oh, forget about that story. Yeah, la, 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 la. Let's heal some people. We did good today. Acts is a wild book. The early church has some pretty uh, intense stories that tend to just get watered down over time. Do you think this scenario was Peter didn't actually intend to kill Ananias? And then he was like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> guys, come get rid of this one. And then he's like, all right, thank God that's thank God that's over with. And there's like a little... <laughs> Ah, Hi, crap. you see my husband? Ah, just because of Mississippi burning or a weekend at Bernie's, completely two completely different movies. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> yeah, <laughs> a weekend at Bernie's situation. Oh. Do you think that's how they carried him out though? Like, because for a while they're like, God hasn't killed anybody, and you know they're talking about you know the salvation of Jesus, salvation of Jesus. You know, did they like roll Ananias up in a carpet? Or did they like? You have a very Sopranos version of the New Testament. <laughs> or did they? Or did they just kind of like carry him out, like Weekend at Bernie style, just like, oh, say hey, Ananias. Hey. <laughs> now we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna. He wants to relax in this ditch for a minute. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's in the New Living Translation. They kind of really add some commentary there. Oh, the message version? The message, yeah, really. Really is good. We should read the message. I'm curious what that would, would say. 
I'm curious. I, really, I'm, I'm going to read from my ESV study Bible. That always has some good things. It says, uh, Peter made clear the voluntary nature of the church's charity. Ananias did not have to give anything. Note that whereas Peter accused Ananias of lying to the Holy Spirit, here he says that he lied to God, showing that the Holy Spirit is a person. That he, so it tries to make a point about the Holy Spirit being God. But basically, it's just saying that he lied and stating that he only gave the partial amount. And... Yeah, impending death. So there's really not a great explanation for even the study Bible. They're like, yeah, he lied, and then he uh, died. And what's worse is, like, people have done worse things in the Bible and lived. Yes, we, just like we talked with Samson. Samson did some pretty bad stuff in the Old Testament. Herod killed every baby. Yeah, and there was no strict judgment there, but then this guy sells his boat and saves a few pennies on top and dead. Yeah. Yeah, it— it seems a little just uneven at times where some of these judgment calls uh, get applied. but Yeah, which is why I think I like your assessment of it where it's like, okay, maybe two people died this day and it's kind of a like Salem witch trial scenario of like, yeah. he got mad at me and now my pig's dead. He must be a witch. I, I, yeah, I do honestly believe that is what happened is that there was this really freak day at Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> at bethlehem baptist <laughs> and this couple like it just statistically they just died on the same day and the only explanation i think they did retroactively were like you know what they did sell that house they had and they actually we looked at the ledger and they should have gave more according to it so maybe god struck them down because they lied about how much they gave and then they kind of made this story a little bit more uh, exciting. And, and Peter was like, no, I did it. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> Peter's like, no, I, I, I called him out. I said a really cool quote. I'm going to say it real cool this time, guys. I'll say, okay, so just listen real listen real quick as I say it because it's going to be real cool. Um, um, Verse 9, if you're looking, Evan, I can see you yep. searching. <laughs> For so much... <laughs> Was so, it for so much? That's it. <laughs> oh, Peter, did you say anything cooler? Uh, bah, bah. What a wild story. Well, I think that's all I have on, on Ananias and Sapphira. That's, I just encourage people, if you're still going to Sunday school, still going to Bible study, bring this one up. At the very least, you'll have a good combo for the night. Yeah. Because it is, it is a wild story. Be sure to tell your Sunday school teacher that you want to talk about anal needs and syphilis. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, Evan, do you have anything that you would like to plug? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Besides the World Series and losing. Sorry. Oh, that yeah. was a dated reference from last episode ago. <laughs> yeah. When episode two came out, I was like, the Phillies are going to win it all. Then episode three, I was like, I was wrong. <laughs> A very dated reference. Man, Ooh. never never make sports predictions on a podcast, let me mm-hmm. tell you. Right now, Katie and I have been watching a lot of uh, Dropout TV, which is run by College Humor. Right. Um, and they recently dropped the most recent episode of Game Changer, um, improv game show, and it's always really fun. Um, you can check it. You can usually check a lot of this stuff out on YouTube, um, but that's what... That's why I like to plug. It's pretty fun. Boy, I have been consuming the same media since last time, so I don't have a lot of new things. I will say I 
just started playing StarCraft. <laughs> really? Like <laughs> this week. the original StarCraft? Well, I played it as a kid, but I, I, I didn't realize it's for free from Blizzard. So you can just re-download the original version and play it right away. And I was having a blast. Although I'm really bad, but I need to get to a point where I'm actually remember all the mechanics. But fifth grade Scott's going going wild right now because I played a lot of the original StarCraft. But So I played StarCraft before Toy Story 2 came out. And so when I when Zerg was like, I am Zerg, <laughs> my like kid brain was like, is he like StarCraft Zerg? Is he, he is. StarCraft Zerg? It's he a is. it's all the same universe. Toy Story yeah. and StarCraft. Toy Story and StarCraft. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We're so sorry. Yeah. Um, you made it. Congratulations. <laughs> God, you made it to the finish line. <laughs> Um, these are our thoughts on this, but we would like to hear your thoughts as well or any ideas that you would like for us to cover. Uh, you can email us at unblessedpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter at unblessedpod or on our Instagram at unblessedpod or on our TikTok, uh, which is unblessedpod. Um, thank you again so much for listening. My name is Evan. I'm Scott. And don't forget to close your Bible. Bye.